Hello, welcome back to Jumbo. I believe this is episode 11. I could be mistaken. I'm going to throw you guys through a bit of a loop today. We're going to talk about a topic that's actually on the Twitter page in the bio that I plan on talking about a lot more than I have to this point. So far, this podcast has been virtually dominated by NFL talks because I've done so many with Kendall, which I plan to do even more in the future, to be totally honest, but we're going to Get back to a little bit of NBA because that's my realm. I know a lot more about the NBA than the NFL. So hopefully in coming episodes, we are going to have a lot of NBA talk. I'm thinking probably two weeks. So the plan for Tuesday's episode, because I am transitioning a little bit away from sports for at least the next two episodes because everything has been so dominated by sports. And the podcast is called Jumble, so I can talk about a variety of things that I want to talk about and that I just think would be fun topics to listen to. That being said, Tuesday's podcast, the plan for that is top 10 movies. I'm planning on recording that tomorrow, so I'll be able to upload it Tuesday. It should be ready to roll. Then Thursday, I'm thinking, will be an NBA episode. Then the following Tuesday will 100% be an NFL Draft episode. The NFL Draft is actually next Thursday, if I'm not mistaken. The reason that podcast won't be NFL-based is because the draft happens at like 8 o'clock or something along those lines, and these podcasts are, generally speaking, even though I mentioned last week's I recorded very late, they're recorded sometime between 5 and 7 p.m., and after the draft happens and it ends at 11 o'clock, It's pretty hard to record a podcast that late because it's hard to be out that late and get back to my house and school the next day. and It's just kind of a pain. So the plan is for next Tuesday, not next Tuesday, but the following Tuesday to be an NFL draft-oriented episode. I will say this NFL draft so far has been super confusing. I've seen a 100 different mock drafts. Some of them have... Zach Wilson going at two and Justin Fields going at two, although actually that's kind of a lie because Justin Fields is dropping every time I check. But like a new thing I saw the other day was Mac Jones going at three, which blows my mind quite honestly. But it's going to be interesting. I'm really curious to see what a lot of these teams do because I've just seen so many different things. Like every – Mock draft, I, I don't think I've seen the same pick twice. The only constant within the NFL draft so far is Trevor Lawrence is going number one. I don't think anybody's questioned that for even a second that Trevor is going number one. So every mock draft has that. And, I mean, that's the way it's going to be. So, <laughs> I mean, that's good. That's good they haven't at least changed that much. But anywho's, like I said, throwing you guys through a bit of a loop this episode. It's a topic that... Again, I specifically have listed on the Twitter page, but to this point, I think I've mentioned this topic twice in very brief fashion, but that being said, today we are going to talk about my top 20, not 30, because I realized I haven't played as as many video games as I thought I had. Top 20 video games, in my opinion, the rubric for this is... One, I did include a few phone games because I have not played that many video games. I didn't have a console for a long time. Then when I got it, I was really restricted in the games that I could play. Then to now, games are expensive. 
And yeah, I mean, it just that that's pretty much what it is. So we have a few phone games, two or three, I think, two, three at most, but I think it's only two. But the other criteria for this is how much I enjoy it when I play it. Now, I still have my Xbox 360 hooked up in my room, even though I play on a computer. But some of these games that I still have, I will hook up from time to time just to, you know, remember what it was like, remember the game, just have a good time. And, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. For the most part, there's no repeat games like, say, Halo Reach or then Halo 1. Most of it is basic. Like, if I list a franchise, then it's covering the whole franchise. The biggest exception to that is Call of Duty because I, if I'm not mistaken, I'm trying to look at the list right now. I think I have three different Call of Duties on here, so that is a bit different. Other than that, though, that pretty much covers the criteria, just playability even now. However, the biggest part, because playability now for some of these games like number 18, and you'll see what I mean when I get to 18, for example, you can't really base that off how it plays now because it's not a game that you would have any reason to play now. And again, you'll see what I mean when I get to it. But the biggest thing that this is based upon is the enjoyment at the peak of the game. So, you know, say it's an older sports game, which there's a few that are, it's not based on how that particular game would hold up to the current edition. Like a this isn't on the list, which is why I'm using it, because I won't give anything away. But say I had NBA 2K14 on here, it's not compared to NBA 2K21. It's just at the prime of NBA 2K14, how much did I enjoy it? So it's mostly the sports games that are based strictly off that criteria, because if you were basing it compared to the games now, they probably wouldn't even be on the list, just because the graphics and things continue to progress. That being said, we're going to get into it. We'll go 20 to 1. The first game a lot of you guys may not have heard of, it is called Amaze. It's an iPhone game. I really put this in here simply because of the fact that I was running very low on ideas. It's basically a puzzle. You get this little ball, and as you drag it and move it, it fills out your map. And the goal is to fill the whole map with the color that the ball is. It sounds really stupid when I say it out loud because I have a, I, I'm having a hard time articulating what this game really is, but just the satisfaction when you complete one of these puzzles is immense and gratifying. It just feels like you've accomplished something, especially as you go farther along because like the first, first probably 100 even are really, really easy and you can progress through them super quickly. Currently, I haven't played in a long time. It's been on my phone for a while. I haven't deleted yet because of how far I've gotten, but I'm on level 54,295. Like I said, just the gratification of completing a level is really cool. Just, I don't know, it makes you feel good about yourself for a second or two, maybe. I'm not really sure what it is, but clearly, and the reason that it's on here, because I've got to the 54,000s, clearly, to play that much, I must have liked it, so... That is what's clocking in at number 20. Number 19, we have our only racing game on here. I actually do like racing games. Not necessarily NASCAR, but like off-road type racing games I really enjoy. And I was surprised at myself that there was only one in the top 20, but I guess there's just other games that I enjoy more. But what I've included here is the Forza Horizon franchise. There definitely are games in there that were better than others. Uh, 
but I include the whole franchise because the thing I particularly like about this franchise is that not only do you race, there's a little bit of a story behind the race. I'm not sure which one it is on my Xbox that I still have and play. I think it's two, but not only are you driving around racing people, there's a story, and you're like at this event, and you're driving around, and there's a guy talking to you, and you win cars when you win specific races, and it's just, they, they make kind of a plot to it, and there's hidden cars, which it gives you an idea of where they are, then you got to go track them down. It's super interesting, and I feel like it's a super enjoyable game, and like tracking down those lost cars, or not lost cars, but hidden cars as they call them, is very entertaining, and I love that aspect of the game. From time to time, I'll actually restart my progress just so I can rediscover the cars, which you have to wait a while before you do that because they do spawn in the same areas. So you kind of got to wait till you forget where they actually are till you can find them again because that's not so fun to just restart all your progress and then already know where everything is and then have to re-upgrade your cars and go through that whole process. That is sort of a pain, but yeah, I I don't have a ton more to say about it. It just I'm not familiar with racing terms. I'm definitely not a racing fan in real life of NASCAR. It's not anything I've ever been into. But this particular franchise and the way they depict racing and off-road racing in particular, I think is really cool, and I, I like it. It's a good game. Number 18, we have Madden 16. I could have the year wrong on this, so if I do, I'm just going to describe to you why I appreciate this game. And if it's 17 or 18, then... You know, correct me, tell me I'm wrong, and then I would change it out. I think this is where Madden introduced the possession catch, the rack catch, and the aggressive catch. This is the one with Odell on the front, you know, the year after he made that incredible one-handed catch. And it's when it started having that button you could press for Y or aggressive catch when players would just make these absolutely unbelievable catches in the game, which is not really something Madden's ever featured before. I mean, I, I don't even remember any one-handed catches in Madden 15. I'm sure they were there, but for the most part, you just threw the ball and they either caught it or they didn't, you know, normally. But in here, you could, you know, make a possession catch, the receiver would go down, rack catch, they're going to try to run, and then the aggressive, they're going to try to moss somebody. And I just think the introduction of that into the game is really cool. It's definitely not where they started superstar abilities. I think last year was the first time they ever did that, and I love the superstar abilities. But I think the aggressive catch kind of started madden progressing and adding new things and just making the game better i mean of course a lot of people still complain that madden is trash and it sucks and it needs to be worked on and maybe it does but at the end of the day they're you know building their empire every year like the same people that complain about how much the game sucks are still gonna buy it next year so i mean if you hate it that much just you know don't buy it and then they're going to have no choice but to fix it because their customer basis is going to drop. But outside of that, I still like the game. I think it's a good game. Clock's in at number 18. Number 17, I have particularly written Assassin's Creed Black Flag on here, but I really just like the whole Assassin's Creed franchise. The reason this game is at 17, because at one point in time, this game would have made a genuine rival for the number one spot. And 1 in 17 is a drastic difference, clearly. The reason that it's here is I was playing a lot of these Xbox 360 games and reminiscing on just the games in and of themselves. 
I didn't have that much fun going back and playing this game. The reason it makes the list at all is because when I was playing it for the first time, it was probably my number one favorite game. I had a lot of fun playing this game, and I really enjoyed it. Just being able to sneak around, complete missions, and it, it was actually challenging. Like, a lot of games, they're fun, and they have a cool story, and you get to do cool things, but they don't really challenge you. And even this game, I feel like it challenged you mentally because you had to think through a lot of the things you were doing as you were doing them. Therefore, it clocks in for me at number 17. Like I said, the reason it drops here is because I played it the other day, and I just didn't enjoy it that much. I didn't enjoy it that much. I've already, I think just once you complete it and you get that feeling of having completed it, I would advise you not to play it again because you did, unless you're different from me, which chances are you are. So maybe it's a great game to go back and play, but in my own opinion, I did not enjoy it. Number 16, Clash of Clans. The thing that I love about this game is the same thing that I hate about this game. And what I mean by that is I love the longevity of this game, as in it's not a game you go on and you play for two hours and, like, grind out stuff. It's a game where you check it every couple hours or even less frequently than that, really. But, you know, your gold accrues, your elixir accrues while you're away. You have to wait for troops. And it's just the longevity of the game's cool because I've been playing it for over a year and, you know, just checking it from time to time, seeing what you can build, monitoring your base, building your base up. It's just a really fun process, and it's cool to see how your base develops throughout all the time that you play. My biggest grievance with this game, like I said, is, for example, I upgraded something the other day. It was actually, at the current time that I upgraded it, it was the last thing you could buy in the item shop until Clash of Clans came up with an update, but it was called the Scattershot, and it cost me 15 million gold, which, if you play the game, you know that's a ton, but it took 15 days for it to build, which is why this game has such a longevity, but I, I mean, that, that's what, like, it took 15 days to build, and I would bet you, and I don't know this because I have no more gold, when I upgrade it, it's probably going to take even longer than 15 days or 15 days even for it to upgrade. So that's my biggest grievance with this game because this is, you don't want to wait that long. I mean, it's good that there is time in between, but it's just time like that when you're talking about 15 days and it's really excessive and I wish they would cut down on that. Somehow, I'm not necessarily sure how. They do have the option where you can use gems to cut the time a little bit, but you want to save your gems for more important things and being impatient. I do love the game, but my grievance with it would be the time for sure. 15, another story mode based game. I have Arkham Origins here, Batman. It was just cool to feel like Batman, really. Um, I mean, there's a lot of games like that, like even Spider-Man is similar to the one that just came out. But I don't know. I feel like they did such a good job on the graphics on this game. Like, in the very beginning, you're fighting Killer Croc, and he looks just like he should. And the fighting is super, I don't want to say realistic, but it's just what you would expect to be in, like, a Batman movie or some kind like that. Uh, you get to see a lot of cool villains. It introduced me to, I think, two new ones that I never even knew about. It depicts the Joker super well, who, of course, is the main person you have to defeat. Towards the end, I would expect nothing less. And it just does a really good job of depicting what Gotham City would be like, what Batman would be like, what uh, Alfred would be like. And it has all these different villains. Like, you're not just fighting the Joker the whole time. It actually takes 
a decent while to get to where you are going against the Joker. And I think they did a really good job of depicting what our Gotham City would really look like in a hypothetical world. So that that was just a really cool experience for me to play. Number 14, I have the Halo franchise. My I have a big grievance with this, which is why it's low. And keeping in mind, any even any of these games I have a grievance with, they are all in my top 20, so I do love all of these games. I love how in Call of Duty that you can just zoom in on your gun and like feel like you're actually aiming. You can't do that in Halo, and that's aggravating, but I like the map a lot better. It was a lot bigger than like a Call of Duty map. And... It just had that story feel. I mean, you got to go all over the place and accomplish some cool things. I think they just did a beautiful... To sum this up quickly, because it's been a long time since I've played Halo, because I don't have those here accessible. The thing that I feel like I like most about this is just the the beautiful design of what they did with the map. And at the time, it was just a really fun game to play. It just... It was different because at the time the first person shooter was Call of Duty and it just gave a different perspective of what a first person shooter should be. Not that Call of Duty was wrong because, I mean, like I had already said, I have three Call of Duty games on here and clearly since I haven't said one yet, they're all higher than this because that is my favorite franchise. But Halo is still great. Love the design of the map and yeah. Number 13, a game that I thought would be a little bit higher... And I think if I would have played it in its real prime, that it would be. But I have Fortnite at number 13. It's a super unique game. No game has ever seen building, and uh, except Minecraft. But it's a little bit different building, if you, you know what I mean, if you play either of those games. But it's super unique. And at the time, like with Call of Duty and Halo and things like that, which all, Halo was kind of out of the picture already after this, or when this came out, but there weren't a lot of third-person shooters. It was mostly first-person shooters, so this brought a different perspective. It brought in building, and at the beginning, they don't necessarily do it now, which is another grievance that I don't I don't really have this with the game, but a lot of people do, is Epic used to really take into consideration what the community wanted and do cool things suggested by said community and just... Weekly updates, keeping their game monitored. They don't do stuff like that anymore. So it's definitely falling off. But like I was saying, the reason that I have this at 13 is I didn't really play Fortnite in its prime. And what I mean by that is season one through four, and a lot of people say five, is Fortnite's real, real prime. If I'm not mistaken, I started in season seven. And... I guess it just kind of put me behind on the whole thing. Like, when I started playing, just to give you guys an idea, if you've played through all the seasons, I started when there was planes. And I loved the planes because I was terrible. And, you know, of course, when you watch big people play, they all they did was complain about the planes because they were skillful and you know, planes, driving a plane around and crashing through people's builds and shooting them with the plane was not that skillful. Um, I still play fairly frequently because... I just feel like I've, at this point in time, I've put too much time in it to quit. Of course, when another game comes out that I truly love and want to put a lot of time into, Fortnite's going to immediately go out the window. But for now, I still play. I'm still really bad. Like, I can I can build now as when I opposed, as opposed to Season 7, I was still using Combat Pro, so I couldn't build. 
But the way that it is now, I can build, so that's, you know, convenient. Um, yeah, it, it's a great game. It's just super unique, and I think that would be, you know, when we look at a game like this later on down the road, and we talk about some of the greatest games of all time, and I do think this is one of the greatest games of all time. I'm not saying it's the greatest, but the uniqueness that it brought to the gaming industry outside of the game, but even the company, like, listening to the community somewhat, at least at the beginning of the game anyways, is very cool. Like, it's just something we hadn't seen before in the gaming world. So, for that reason, and also for the longevity of how long it has been popular, even though people are saying it's dying, it's really not. So, for popularity, longevity, and uniqueness, Fortnite crashes in at number 13. Number, not 11, but 12, NBA 2K16. All I really have to say about this 2K, because I don't have a lot of specifics to say, because all the 2Ks are super similar, I just, this was my favorite 2K. I'm not really sure what the reason is. Maybe it was just a, I mean, it was a really good year for basketball, to be a basketball fan. There's nothing unique that I have to say about this game. In my opinion, it's just the best 2K. A lot of people like 14. I like 16. That's just my personal opinion. This is my favorite 2K. I love basketball, so 2K is a franchise that I love, even though their game really is trash. I love basketball. So that that's why this crash is here. It's just my favorite version of NBA 2K. Not much more to say about it. Number 11, we have a game I used to play a lot as a kid. It's called Street Fighter. You may or may not be familiar with it. If you play Smash Bros, it's got like Ryu, or Ryu, however you pronounce that, and Ken, two of the main characters. It's... It's like Mortal Kombat, just with uh, Capcom characters, I think they are. They just did a beautiful job of making each character have different moves, different abilities, and I, I don't know how to explain this, but like, you had to be skillful, but at the same time, if you sucked, you could still play. If you were skillful, you were pretty much always going to win, and you learned these special moves, but... If you and your buddy who hadn't played ever wanted to get on and play a game of Street Fighter, you could do it. And that what was so unique that's what was so unique about it and not different because there's a lot of games like that. I mean, if you suck at Madden and I suck at Madden, we can still play Madden together. But Street Fighter was just a super fun game. It's maybe for me nostalgic, which is why it crashes on here because it's like one of the first games that I ever played. And I think that's probably the biggest reason it's on here because the more I think about it, the game in and of itself wasn't as enjoyable as a lot of others. Like even Assassin's Creed, which is at 17, should probably be above this. However, it's not. So for nostalgia and just what I grew up playing, we got Street Fighter 11. 10, we have Madden, the last Madden on the list because... I didn't want to include more than one Madden, but I had to mention what 16 brought into the game. But for whatever reason, similar with the last 2K that I said, because I don't have a ton to say about it, this was just the best Madden to me. Any of my friends even agree with me, and I don't know what it is about Madden 12. None of us can put our finger on it, but anyone and everyone around here that I'm friends with that grew up playing Madden, it's just a consensus that this is the best one. I it has the Browns guy on the cover. I don't know if that. I mean, it has nothing to do with anything, but just to if you maybe jog your memory on what that game looks like. 
That's just it. It's as simple as that. The same thing with two K. Like I already said, it's just the best Madden. I love football as well, not quite as much as basketball, but I think Madden does a little bit of a better job with their game. And this one they did a really good job of, and I enjoyed it. Even though you know the graphics, I'm sure going back now would be really, really, really bad. I feel like I could still play this game today because it was just so fun, and I would love to go back and play some Madden 12, and maybe we'll do that someday. But I don't have that disc anymore, so it's unfortunate. Number nine, this game was console or mobile, which is why I said two to three mobile games because, to be quite honest, well, I actually, I played it mobile and on an iPad, so, I mean, I guess an iPad would be considered mobile, but it's not a phone, so I did play it on a bigger screen than I also had it on a console. But NBA Jam was a really cool game. You know, it's not a lot of times in your life that you're not playing an organized basketball game that you're going to be playing a legit five-on-five. I found in my, I'm air-quoting, not that you can see it, retirement from basketball, that it's really hard to get ten guys to show up at a place and play ball. Like, it's not easy. And I don't know why, because, I mean, any time that I see that happening, I love going, but maybe some people don't. Maybe some people don't. And a lot of the times you're playing ball, you're playing twos, you're playing predominantly it seems like threes. But this game is a two-on-two basketball game. You could jump to the literal roof, dunk the ball, but you could still shoot threes. They made playing defense super unique and different. And it's just there's no basketball game out there like NBA Jam. If there is, I'm not aware of it whatsoever. This game was super innovative, and it made it feel like you were playing a real two-on-two with NBA superstars. I mean, they have Kobe on there. They did a really good job in making players different. My only grievance with this game is the way you shoot threes is you just time it perfectly. And much like NBA 2K, like getting a green, if you hit it perfect, you're going to hit it every time. But say a player like Kobe that has an – Eight overall out of ten three-point shooting. I think it was. Maybe he might have had a nine. But even if you miss it by a little bit, he might still hit it. But the the grievance is if you really play with a lot of these players like uh, Manute Ball on the Wizards, it's not that hard to get them to make threes. The ones that aren't supposed to be shooting threes by any means or measure, you can make them shoot threes it's just it's it's a lot easier than getting a green on 2k and when you're playing and the guy you're playing is splashing threes with the white howard consistently it's pretty frustrating and it it's unlike other games like when you spend a lot of time on 2k and you get really good at getting greens it's not like that you don't have to spend that much time to learn how to shoot a three with the white howard so that's my grievance with that game but the upside is 2v2 basketball, just not something I'd seen before in a video game, and I thought it was really cool. So on the number eight, this is another game I started recently, another game that I think I probably missed its prime, although it it's not as popular now as it once was. I still think it's a phenomenal game, and that game is Apex Legends. I love a lot of things in Apex, and I'll start off with the not start off, but I'll list the two that I find the best or the coolest. One, 
just the uniqueness of each weapon and ammo type. I mean, you have specific guns that use energy ammo. You have specific guns that use light ammo. You have specific guns that use heavy, then sniper. I don't think I left any out, although I might have. And just how different each gun is. Like, you got the R301, which uses light ammo, which is an AR. Then you have the R99, which uses light ammo, and it's a submachine gun. Or, no, it wouldn't be a submachine gun. No, maybe it would be. I think it is, but I could be wrong. However, my point being, just each gun is so different, and you can master each gun. And the Wingman is super fun to use. I don't know another video game where there was a gun like the Wingman. And the other thing that I love about this game, which would be the coolest thing, is each legend does something different, which Call of Duty or Halo has never had. They have such as an Octane who throws a pad down, his health regenerates when he's not taking damage, and he has a speed boost. Then you have people like Bloodhound, who I use, who has a radar that can track people. You have people like, uh, I'm trying to think of another example, Caustic, who has the gas that he can use to fend off other players or make him trip his gas traps to do damage. And you get to choose which legend you want to use. Now, you do have to unlock... All but I think the first five or six, which is unfortunate because it takes a while to do so. But it's, again, just something I haven't seen in another game. In each game, you don't have to use the same legend either. I mean, I can use Bloodhound game one, and I can decide, you know, I just didn't feel like I could move around the map fast enough. I got bored. You can switch to Octane, and then you have a pad, and you can fly all over this thinking place. So that is just a cool, innovative thing to me, and I enjoy playing that game now. The, the only reason this isn't higher, honestly, and it has nothing to do with the game, it's just because my internet here is so, so, so bad that I haven't been able to play it a lot recently, so I don't necessarily have the same feeling towards it as I do some of the other games that I can actually play, which is why there's a lot of Xbox 360 games in here. But moving on to number seven, probably the greatest... No, it is the greatest... Call of Duty of all time. Doesn't mean it's my favorite, but it is the best. Black Ops 2. I just have no grievance with this game. I really don't. It had some really cool maps. had some unique guns. You could master snipers. You had good ARs. had good SMGs. had good shotguns. The story mode they did a good job on. And it was just a super popular game, especially at its peak. And I think even now this holds up with some of the newer Call of Duties, even though it's an older game. But it's just the greatest Call of Duty of all time, and there's no way you can make a list like this. Oh, excuse me. No way you can make a list like this and not include such a thing. Number six, a game that a lot of you guys probably have not heard of, and the reason that I say that is because I had the mental image of this game in my mind. I No joke. For an hour. It took me an hour to find the name of this game. So it's an outdoor NFL game, and every time you search it, it brings up NFL Street, but I knew that wasn't it. It's NFL Tour. It's like, like a backyard-type football thing. You get like three linemen, three receivers, a running back and a quarterback, and then when you tackle people, you just absolutely knock the daylights out of them. They make incredible catches. You can run up on walls. I know the concept sounds crazy, especially when you're thinking about comparing it to normal football. I completely get that this sounds out of this world, but I encourage you to go look up what this game is actually like. You can YouTube it. Some of the quality of the videos aren't great because it has 
apparently unpopular as this game was, it's not so easy to find people that actually play it, especially high-quality content creators. But I enjoyed playing this game a lot. They used to have it at a local video store that was close to my house, and I never bought it. But anytime I'd get a couple dollars saved up because, you know, I didn't have a job. I'm a kid. Uh, I would go rent this game and play it for four or five days, and, of course, you'd have to take it back. But it's another game I had no grievance with. It was awesome. It was just a really cool aspect of football. It was like you're playing outside with your friends. Now, number five, we have our second Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2. It's here because of a specific game mode that it had. I want to say it was called Zombies. I, I know when you think of zombies currently, it's a zombies coming at you, but no, it was infected. It was infected. Essentially, it was either one or two people in your lobby would be infected and be a zombie, and everyone else was normal. And at the beginning of the game, you would get, I think, a minute to hide. And that, so if the infected person knifed you, you became infected. And at the point you become infected, your goal and your mission is to infect everyone else. Now, if you are not infected, clearly your job is to survive. And at the point in time that I was playing this, I really sucked at Call of Duty. I mean, real, real bad. So I was terrible. My gun skills were terrible. My movement was terrible. But because I was so bad, I was very good at hiding. So this game mode was really fun for me, and it just gave me an opportunity to feel like I was actually good at Call of Duty, even though I clearly was not. So it was a fun game mode for someone who wasn't very skillful to just be able to try to hide and see how long they could last in a Call of Duty match. The only downside to this is if you did get infected and you're bad like me, even if you can figure out where people are hiding, you have a hard time chasing them down to knife them. So that's the worst thing about it when you start a game off and you're the one that's infected. But super fun game mode. I would love to see it come back. It's easily my favorite game mode Call of Duty has ever had. I I loved it. Number four, we have NCAA 14. Everybody wants to see NCAA make a return. And I think there's talk of it actually possibly happening very soon. But this is here because it's the last one. College football games are always really, really fun. And I had a lot of fun playing this game. Me and my friends probably played this game more than any other game. You got to start from high school, earn your college scholarship, earn the starting spot, and then you get to play from there. And they did a really good job of making that game mode what it was. And then even the exhibitions were really cool. The the thing, it's not their fault, but the thing that I don't like about it, this was Jameis Winston's freshman year, and of course nobody expected a freshman to come in and win the Heisman. Florida State is not that good on this game. And they actually went undefeated that year. So that kind of sucks, um, but it's not NCAA's fault. It's just unfortunate because, like I said, nobody expected freshman year Jameis Winston to come out and do what freshman year Jameis Winston did. But, again, a lot of nostalgia. Great game. But with this game, the difference between this and, say, Street Fighter is that I have no problem going back and playing this game. I will play this game right now. I might actually play it when I finish recording this podcast. But NCAA 14, number four. Number three, we have Super Smash Bros. The current one is really good, but all the previous ones have been really good. I felt like it was a competitive game. It's actually very similar to Street Fighter, but significantly more characters. It was cool. I always liked Captain Falcon, 
And they had some other good ones like Ryu's on there and Mario's on there, Yoshi, Donkey Kong, Kirby. Trying to think of a few more, but I use the same ones pretty frequently. Snake, I think, is on the new one. Mewtwo, Pokemon Trainer. They just have some cool stuff. It's cool to see the different abilities that each different character has and how they relate to the realm of Super Smash Bros. And It's really hard for me to describe why I like this game so much, but I really do. It's a phenomenal game. And you can tell a lot of work went into it. And there's a ton of maps, which is another thing that I really love. There is a so, so many different maps that you can choose to fight on. And you can really hardly ever get burnt out on one because there's so many. If you get burnt out on one, it's really your own fault for continuously selecting it. On the number two, I have Mario Kart. Mario Kart, I've never seen a game get more competitive than Mario Kart. When you and your friends are playing Mario Kart, everyone is dead quiet or they're yelling because they got red-shelled. And it just gets really intense. It's a game, like many others, you can master, find the shortcuts, and have a lot of fun with in general. I just have always enjoyed playing it back from... I started when I was on my DS, and there was nothing more fun than DS Mario Kart, until now I have the Nintendo Switch, and I'm playing Mario Kart 8 Deluxe on the Nintendo Switch, where they continue to have great courses and even innovate to where there's different carts and gliders. I mean, that's that's just wild. And Mario Kart 8 is so innovative to some of the other ones, but the whole franchise in and of itself has always been extraordinarily fun. I just, I've never, I mean, I've got upset at it a few times because you'll be at the finish line, you'll get red shield, and you go from first to fifth. But for the most part, I don't have any major grievances against the game. I mean, that's just other players' faults. But I love the game, and I, I have only positive things to say about it. My number one, the last Call of Duty on the list, the last thing on the list as a whole, Modern Warfare 3, this, if I'm not mistaken, which I very well could be, is I think where Zombies was in integrated, although it's not zombies. It may not be the name of it. But essentially, there's a game mode where it come it comes in waves. So you start off on wave one, and you'll have like three enemies. They're not zombies. But they'll come at you with their guns and whatnot, and you got to kill like three of them or something like that. It's super easy. You can knife the first wave. Then the second wave comes, and, you know, there's five, and you have to shoot them twice to kill them. Then wave three comes, and there's ten, and, you know, it just keeps going from there. And then you'll get to level 50, and there will be 200 players and six juggernauts, and it takes a whole clip to kill each person, and it takes roughly, if you're pretty accurate shooting, 10 clips to kill each juggernaut, and you're constantly running, trying to stay alive. It's very fun to play with friends, and this Call of Duty particularly had my favorite map, which was known for that particular mode, which was Dome. I love that map. I have probably some of my best gaming memories playing on Dome. And there's just never been a game that's more fun to me. I don't have this game, but I've never wanted to re-download a game so bad just to play that mode. It was the most fun thing in the world to play that mode, especially particularly on Dome. There were some other maps that it was really good on, but nothing will ever compete with Dome in my mind. It will be really hard for a Call of Duty to come up with a map that I believe tops that. I don't think it will ever happen, although I guess it technically is possible. 
So that will conclude our top 20 video game episode. I kind of gave you guys the rundown at the beginning, but I'll go over again what our plans are for the next couple of weeks as we get back on our regular schedule. This is being uploaded on Thursday. So Tuesday, we should have that top, I think it's going to be top 15 movies. We're going to have a 15 listed out and just see how long it takes. If we ramble about our top 10 and it lasts too long, then we're just, we'll cut it off at 10. Maybe that doesn't happen. We'll go to 15. We'll just kind of see what happens. If that does happen and we don't get to our bottom five, I will release the list on Twitter if you guys want to go check them out. As far as anything else, Thursday, I may have already said what we're going to do. I've kind of forgot. I'm, I'm thinking I'm planning to do the hated NBA player list that day as I'll record that with Kendall. And then the next Tuesday should 100% be an NFL draft podcast. So those are my plans. If any changes come to them, I will update you guys via the Twitter page as it's our, oh, excuse me again, I've got the hiccups, as it's our number one social media platform and our only social media platform. I appreciate you guys listening. Hope you enjoyed it and I will see you Tuesday. I'm out.